whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And we are we here, are to, here rant to rant and rave. Rant and rave. Um, if we were... don't fall asleep before that, I... Oh my God, I'm so tired, Jessica. <laughs> we're both firing on the fumes <laughs> after you've been told low on gas, then it starts... Uh, the light comes on and then it just disappears. And then now you're stuck in the middle of an intersection. Yeah. We're definitely on, on sputter right now. We're sputtering, sputter. but all good things though. Everything's, yes. everything, it's all, it's all good stuff. Everything's coming up. Jessica and Dana. I hope. Indeed. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, Cause we've both been working, which is what cheers. Which we'll, yes. We'll be doing. Coffee. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> We're just drinking coffee. coffee. I've Whee! been drinking too much coffee, as I'm sure you have too. Like all yes, day, ma'am. every day. <laughs> well, and also, uh, by the time this comes out, he'll be back. But uh, Dan Tipton's been gone. Mm-hmm. He went home to help his parents out. So I'm also single parenting it. Can I tell you what happened on the way home the other day? Yes. Where were you coming from? We are coming from a friend's house. Okay. Um, going home for the evening. So it was a and fun I just, evening. Yes, it was just a regular day. So like okay. homework, all that kind of stuff, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. So I'm driving home and I just hear, and I go, oh, are you okay? Because my son, he's a gagger. Like he's the reason I puke all the time. I didn't puke until <laughs> I got pregnant. Okay. I was not a puker. And now you can say, hey, Dana, and I might puke. <laughs> Meaning so I he heard, mainly gags with no throwing up. It's just a, sometimes, a gag reflex. Sometimes, or, yes. If he gets, like, our allergies have all been insane. I mean, how many videos have we seen of somebody just knocking a tree and then just yellow plumes coming? Right. <laughs> and so if right. he gets real snotty, it grosses him out, which I don't blame him, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he got extra, extra snotty. Mm-hmm. And... It grossed him out. And I said, do you need to spit? He said, yes. We were in a rental car. Okay. So I didn't have my normal trash. Like, here's a cup mommy left in here for a week. Right? So he rolls down the window. Now, guys usually, I think, are born with the the know-how of spitting. But not when they're children. Right? So, like, me as an adult spitter, I can never get it to go where I want when I, I have to be alone in nature to be able to spit. <laughs> okay. But he's a little. I'll tell you what. He hawked that right onto the window. It rolled right back down inside the window and down Absolutely towards his not. arm. And that was it. He was off to the gaga races. Okay. It was. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm going, honey, do you need me to pull over? But we're not really at a place where I can pull over. Right, right. And he can't speak because, you know, when you're a kid and you can't feel when it's coming. I remember my mom would get so mad at me. Didn't you know it was coming? And you're like, no. (laughs) And so he couldn't speak. 
he was just like mid oh no <laughs> and i just hear <laughs> and i'm like oh god rental car that's my instant right dang it we're like two blocks from home i'm like it's already in the car i might as well keep driving <laughs> so I happened, our friend had given us a t-shirt for Henry and it was wrapped in plastic. And I was like, brilliant. I will unwrap it, give it to him. He can puke in it. Okay. So I'm trying to drive and hand it to him. And I look back and he puked again in the floor oh, again. Oh. And used the, and used the bag to wipe his mouth. <laughs> Bless his heart. And so, like, I never, my mom used to get so mad when we puked, and that made no sense to me because I had no control over it. So I'm never, and nobody enjoys it. No. (laughs) So, anyway, cut to we get home. He runs inside covered in vomit. I tell him, take your clothes off in the shower, leave them in there, rinse Mm -hmm. off, you know. (laughs) And I'm outside hosing out the Mm -hmm. rental car, which I'm puking, y'all. You know, I puke with puke. Course. So I'm yes. like out there puking and hosing out the rental car. And then um, <sighs> sweet Dan Tipton from out of town had ordered us Friday night pizza. And here I am out there sopping wet with vomit on me when my pizza comes. <laughs> oh, so oh my God. I'm tired. <laughs> I love how I set it up. We've been so busy with work. And then I'm like, no, my kid puked. <laughs> my god but we have been working i shot a commercial but jessica what have you mm-hmm. been working are you allowed I, to say yeah i literally finished shooting it this morning before we started recording um a short film with yes. some incredibly talented people who are friends but people who have been working in the business, not as, uh, well, some are actors, obviously, the other people in the cast, but an incredibly talented um, DP, an incredibly talented writer, and the two of them are co-directing. And it was a project that they told me they had me in mind when they wrote it, and I was so taken aback and flattered and happy and shocked and questioning myself as I do with everything. It was absolutely incredible experience. And uh, I don't know. I can't wait to see it. They told me today, like, they couldn't hear any of the sound because nothing was synced yet. But they said we were going through all the raw footage last night. And it is so good. And we are so happy. And we couldn't have done this without you. So I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Oh, Um, my God, I love that. Also, not for nothing, but, you know, you said incredibly talented yeah really really talented and incredibly successful this is not just like your next door neighbor's short film here right big big which (laughs) are you hiring because i'm i'm willing oh Um, no me too (laughs) (laughs) i wish you made i also what's that i'm saying i wish my new neighbor made movies he's very nice and he's a surfer and a skateboarder so those are both really in my wheelhouse um Mm, wow well the guy who wrote the short film you're in was in my wheelhouse (laughs) (laughs) uh he's such a sweetheart but also i'm always like oh (laughs) it was incredible and i will tell you this the everybody on the crew was so good but the 
um, assistant to the DP or the first AC, I guess it's called. He was so good. And I really love watching what the crew does. I'm actually mm -hmm. genuinely interested. And I'm like, what is that guy doing? Or what's that person's yeah. position? Or, oh, what is that? What's a muzz bounce? I learned all about <laughs> bouncing light off a of muslin and all this stuff. But this guy who was the first AC, his grandfather, he's a third generation cinematographer. His grandfather shot Cool Hand Luke. Excuse oh, wow. me. And American Beauty and The Road to Perdition. Oh my God. What? I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, how cool. Your grandfather was a cinematographer, your dad, and now you. Yeah. And he was so cool and so good and talented. Crazy. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And congrats on the commercial. Oh, thanks. Let this be the beginning of more work for the year, please. Well, I hate to break uh, it to you, but SAG I will be striking at the know. end of the month. Today's your I last know. day to vote. Please I get know. your votes in. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I said to you, I got a last minute audition today, but I'm not like going into a swirl of how do I handle this? Because I'm like, this might be the last one for a while. <laughs> yep. So anyway. Um, I feel like there was other things I need to tell you. I know. But well, I can't we've just been it. like sending each other hilarious and weird stuff as usual. And then just like filling in here and there. Yes. Um, I guess I'll probably remember it halfway through and be like, oh, I want to tell you this. <laughs> uh, who knows? Um, well, Jessica, oh, no, before... I'll say one more thing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. Sure, how sure. small the world is and how worlds collide. And we always talk about this and it's a reminder to those young folk. <laughs> you never know when you're going to meet people and you should always act nice because you could be talking to someone that you think is an extra or, you know, uh, I don't know, the lowest man on the totem pole and they could be the person that might be deciding if you have a job or get into something that you're interested in, whatever. Yes. I don't know why I just went on that diatribe, but I do know that I thought it was magical that one of the people that I worked with on this film is in your project, Zinnia. And I'm just like, what a yes. weird, small world. <laughs> I know. It's funny because you and I, um, so I have a couple of different worlds that I belonged to as we were coming mm -hmm. up. So I had IO, I had a little mm -hmm. bit of UCB, I had Groundlings. And yep. you had a lot of different ones, too, but I don't think you mm -hmm. were ever at Groundlings. Is that correct? I wasn't. Exactly. And so the other day, Jessica's like telling me, oh, hey, do you know Colleen Smith? Uh, she's going to be in this with me. And I was laughing because I had literally was supposed to have a meeting with her 20 minutes before that. So that ended funny. up having to get rescheduled because of other things. Um, and I was like, yes, she plays my grasshopper in Zinnia. She's Candace's best friend. <laughs> like, I see crazy. her all the time. Yes. Yes. And she's <laughs> also, lovely. Also, is lovely. Yes. She's super lovely. So, so talented. Oh, my Excellent God. Excellent puppeteer. Amazing mm -hmm. improviser. Great actress. Yep. And her sister is awesome, too. Jen is her sister. Love that. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was very funny. Small, small mm -hmm. world. Yeah, yeah, young bees, listen to that because you may piss somebody off once and boy, then you go into audition for their show and they really snub you in front of all the producers. Oh, speaking uh -huh. from experience. <laughs> okay. 
And someone on that set knows someone that you know or have worked and blah de blah. It's always going to be like that. Always. I was shooting that commercial for Ross and I always send my call sheet and information mm-hmm. to Dan Tipton so that he knows where I'm at in case there's an emergency sure. or whatever. And my second day of shooting, he's like, oh, I noticed you're working with so-and-so. And I was like, oh, you know, and he was like, maybe don't mention my name. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's such a small world, and especially because yes. my husband and I both work in the industry. Yep. Like it's not just actors; it's crew, it's producers, it's everything. And people don't realize what a small world it is. It's oh real hard to get into this world. But then yes. once you do, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Anyway, Absolutely. enough shop talk. Enough Hollywood talk. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Do you want to tell people how to get a hold of us? Yes, uh, please find us as you have and do on Instagram and Facebook at the Ransom Raves Podcast. You can find us on TikTok at the Ransom Raves P. You can go to our YouTube channel, the Ransom Raves Podcast. Please subscribe, follow, download, like, watch our shorts, watch the whole videos. Check us out on our social media in any form. We love it. We love hearing from you. We always appreciate the messages so thank you for continuing to email us also at the rants and raves podcast at gmail.com you can also always go to the contact button on our website www.therantsandravespodcast.com thank you Woo-hoo! um are you ready to go straight into rants i mean oh I feel yeah like we, sure we flapped our tongues about ourselves enough at the beginning <laughs> exactly and excuse me <clears throat> for what uh, like trying to stifle like burps and whatnot. sneezes. I'm having a bad sneezes allergy and... day, but what else is new? I mean, all of us in Southern. If I'm California awake and are... breathing, I'm having a bad allergy day. I know. I mean, that's why I'm still drinking coffee. I still got another appointment to go to today. I okay. gotta keep going, <laughs> and I'm I wearing know. a shirt that says "Cat Mom." Like, there's some changes that need to happen before. It... What oh, is that spot my... on top of my like? God. Oh, coffee. <laughs> Can't unravel yet. Can't unravel yet. Okay. Um, I think I'm up first for rants, yeah? And this is from a you listener. Are. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. I'm going to read it. Ready? Yeah. Hi, ladies. Do you, know, do you want to know what really gets my goat? When I take sure. my personal time and money to an establishment to trade for goods, and I walk in and the establishment doesn't even know that you're there? They're looking right at me as they ignore me. I'm standing in line all by myself, and six people are acting like I don't even exist. Oh, boy, this gets my blood boiling. The first thing I think is that maybe these snotty-nosed butt wipes don't even see me. But I'm totally wrong. They're looking at me. At this point, I'm getting teed off because nobody had acknowledged my existence. Finally, I asked one of the maggots. (laughs) Finally, I asked one of the maggots if they could help me. Finally, some communication. One lady said, what do you want? No kind of courtesy came from her mouth. I told her, nothing now, because I was going to walk out. But I said that I've been inside of your establishment for six minutes, and it's not my job to get your attention. I said, you knew I'd been there in the line for several minutes, and no one, and I mean no one, acknowledged my existence. It's rude and disrespectful. Someone could be having a terrible day, and just by acknowledging that the person is there can take the edge off a possible confrontation. If they were tied up and I was asking them to make this a part of their greeting by just saying, 
I see you there, sir or ma'am, and I'll be with you as quickly as possible. I was going to walk out, but I'm glad that I stayed and made it a teachable moment. You know, I have to say this has happened to me. I don't ever remember it happening. I could be wrong. I don't remember it happening before COVID. Hmm. I think that people are so demoralized. They do. Oh, do you? But oh, you and I have yeah. talked about this before. Like, if you are at a job, I'm pretty sure they coach you that when a customer comes in, you greet them. You're, like, always, I worked at Montgomery Ward, and I still had to say hi and be nice to people and ask them if they needed help. That was Montgomery yeah. Ward lingerie department. You always <laughs> greet and just say, hi, um, looking for anything in particular, or can I help you? And they say, no. You say, all right, well, let me know if you have any questions. or If, if you I can have any help. questions or if you need me. I remember walking That's into it. like a, I was back home and it was like a long John Silvers or something. Clearly oh. somebody in my family wanted it, not me. Hash but anyway, we, we walked in there and same thing happened. Minutes went by. No one looked at us. And there was a group of them by in front of the, in front of the extra crispies, so just chatting around, chatting away. And finally, when they turned and looked at me, I just went bye and walked out. But the fact of the matter is they don't care. They don't, it's Did you not go across effective. the street to Cap and D's? No, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I went next door to Burger King, which is what I wanted in the first place. <laughs> By the way, I got to back up. And this is not the point of the story, but what are the extra crispies? Is that like a special area in the Long John Silvers? I hated both of those places. Never set foot in one. So what is that precisely? That is the little crispy batters that fall off the fish and the chicken and the hush puppies. And they okay. gather at the bottom of the thing. But back where I come from, you'd say, can I have some extra crispies? And they just scoop that. They give you a big old fat scoop of death. Oh. Extra. <laughs> extra for your food. <laughs> and then you'd eat your food. And then at the end, it was like little popcorns of batter. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I don't think there's a station for Krispies. I think that's the (laughs) waste. The waste that falls off the food. And we're like, give it to us. We will have more. I call that economical. (laughs) It's eco-friendly. No zero waste. I don't know about all that. but (laughs) Anyway, listener, we get it. It's just so rude. And then. You get upset. Like, that makes my blood boil to be ignored. I think it's a trigger from childhood or something. Yes. But it, I think that's the same for a lot of people. Nobody wants to be yes. ignored. And then you get mad and you pop off and then they pop off and now you've got an incident. And it's totally. like, I just wanted some freaking fish and fries. Yes. Right? Also, <laughs> my God, look up. Like, if you're unaware, it's like that's something, especially, dear God, nowadays, I want to be kind of aware at all times. When I'm in any of the stores that I go into, you better believe that it's during if it's during business hours and anyone can walk in and there's people currently in there, I constantly have kind of what my mom would call a soft focus, right? Yes. Eyes forward, but you're kind of always aware of what's on the side. I do that all the time now. I'm not trying to be well, like a paranoid maniac, but I'm aware. Well, and I also notice when customers are there, so I say, oh, I'm sorry, or excuse me, or hello there. And I tell them a little tidbit about something. Well, That's what you do. We live in America now. 
um, you need to have your eyes peeled at all time because this is the yeah. country that had, what was it, 71 shootings over Memorial Weekend? I can't. It was an insane number of shootings that we had. Some of them mass, some of them not. Because now, when you get to the point in a country where you're trying to define what mass means, and there's mm-hmm. some some monsters out there saying four people isn't a mass shooting, you've got mega problems. You've got mega. There are people in our country arguing the definition yeah. of a mass shooting. Yeah. First of all, every death is a death, number yes. one, even if yes. it is just one. But anything over the number one is mass. Correct. More than one. <laughs> Correct. Because we're talking about lives, not Holy coins. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, don't Insane. get us started. Don't even <laughs> get me started. Remember that Molly Shannon character? Of course. Hey, everybody. I'm, she was the stand-up comedy. I mean, stand-up comedy. The stand-up comedian. She's like, hey, uh, my vibrator has two speeds. On and on. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, and she had a mullet and wore a lot of de- denim. It was the such a blazer. great character. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It was cuckoo. Um uh, I didn't have anything else to say. I was going to usher you into your rant. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, Listener, we feel you. It is so Mm -hmm. rude. Again, someone who has spent half of their life in retail and trying to give people customer service as best I can at all times. I resent it um, so much when I myself am a consumer and people don't look up. I'm going to say one last thing. It also boggles my mind to this day. And it's people of all ages, but I'm going to be honest, usually people that are younger, when I walk in, I don't care if it's a restaurant, a Target, a privately owned boutique, and I see this. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're on your phone? Yeah. I'm old. Well. But cell phones did come about when I was still working at the Gap in Beverly Hills. Guess what um, the policy was? You come into work, you put your wallet and or purse and your phone in a locker when it's yeah. your break and you've clocked out for lunch, you can get your thing and be on your phone for all 30 minutes. If you want, you don't yeah. have your phone on a sales floor. Mm-mm. Oh, no. I catch a guy doing that at one of the places I work and I am the queen. I know you're going to love this. I don't need to find shit, but I know the pantry that he hides in and I'll walk in and go. And <laughs> fake clear my throat really loud and start shuffling around and act like I'm looking for something even though I don't touch any of the supplies in that room for my purposes I sure make him think I do oh I, I hope he doesn't here. I hope he doesn't listen to your podcast <laughs> try listen to it he doesn't even flinch when I go in there if somebody did that I would have jumped out of my skin and I would yes be- damn sure i was a little stealthier about trying to hide and be on my phone well they don't care but here's the thing like phones that's a whole other conversation because i'm telling you i've been driving more recently just because i've been really busy and traffic Mm -hmm. has been getting worse and worse in la and i think it's because there's a strike so everybody's not working you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. and school's getting ready to let out so that's gonna make it even worse but anyway um it's a different kind of traffic than school traffic. School traffic's in the totally. morning and afternoon. When school's out, it's just all over. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, wait, I lost my point. What was I? What were we talking about? I'll cut this out. About phones. 
and people being on oh, their phones oh. at work. So something that I've noticed so much lately, so much more than I ever, ever have before, and that's mm-hmm. saying a lot, because our cars have drive assistance. Yes. When I am behind a car and there are three or four car lengths in front of them and mm-hmm. it's like rush hour, I know sure. that I know that I know that I know they're they are texting. on their phone. And they are. And they will allow that so that they don't rear in somebody. But you are messing up traffic. And Jessica, I'm not talking like driving and like this. I'm putting my hands on screen. Like drive, mm-hmm. drive, drive, and then like this. No. I'm talking no hands on the wheel. Yeah. Head straight looking. down, double thumb texting. Yep. And then if you if they make eye contact with you, they're furious with you for getting in on their business. Like I will look at you know me and a Powell scowl. I've also got the um Dana eyeballs where I go. Mm-hmm. And there's a slight sneer of contempt and my eyeballs are as big as half dollars. And they yep. always go, What? <laughs> well, you wouldn't be saying what so aggressively if you didn't know. Okay. You were literally driving on some of the busiest freeways in our country with your head full down. Your eyeballs are level with your dick, dude. How are you driving like that? <laughs> A mutual friend of ours father is permanently paralyzed because of that. Got slammed into rear-ended on the five because somebody was texting and he is paralyzed from the waist down if you this don't have the a ability, very healthy man who now can never fucking walk again if you don't have the ability to talk text on your car then you yeah. don't answer your phone until you're done driving right and sometimes i see people you know they'll be like oh i was looking at a map you do that before you start your car okay you don't they do it on holders. the 405. You don't so you do it on the 405 up. or the or the 101. No. Yeah, and you can buy a holder where it's eye level. We don't want to spend that money. Well, then don't text. Yeah, they're five dollars at Marshalls. I know because right? that's where I got mine. <laughs> all, right. All, right. all right. Well, now it's we've insane. just moved. We made two rants we out really of one. Did. <laughs> well. Alert, alert. It's a rant from me. Oh, oh. Um, I mean, what week would it be if I wasn't complaining about the service at a business? Oh, boy. Um, This week, it's FedEx, who I'm always touting for how good their service is at the two locations I tend to frequent, how good they are on delivering. Well, you know what they're not good at? communicating their new policies of printing. You know how FedEx absorbed Kinko's years ago? Yes, yes. That's really the only place you can go unless you know a private mom-and-pop printer, which I don't know a single one that still exists. Uh, You go to FedEx, right? So I had to send some printing off for Improvutopia for my camp, right? Mm -hmm. So I do that every year. I used to use like a small printer. I've been using FedEx for years now. I sent it. It's never a problem. And it's FedEx. I usually know if I go within two hours, it'll be done and ready to go. But I also learned now because of the pandemic to call places. I make sure they're still open. I make sure they're not backed up. I've just learned my lesson too many times. 
I called. I even recognized the person who answered. They're lovely. One of the people I tend to deal with. And I said, hi, I just want to confirm because I know each location has a different, you know, you have to email to a specific address for them to print. I said, I send you a separate email for each thing with the instructions just so there's no confusion. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. I got it. Um, when did you want to come in? And I said, well, uh, is it okay? Would it be ready? Can I get there at eight? And she goes, oh, we can totally do it. She goes, but I need you to get here before eight because that's when we close. And I'd hate for you to not be able to pick up your project. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Yep. No problem. So again, it's confirmed that it's been received, that I can get there before eight and they're going to get started on it right now. I get there at seven 30. There's not a single person in the place other than two employees who are standing there talking. One of them looks at me. Nobody greets me. So a little piggyback on that first rant, a little callback. And I went, excuse me, I'm here to pick up some printing. And the guy's like <laughs> visibly annoyed, walks over, staring at me. I said, Jessica Young, Improv Utopia. Oh, yeah. And then I see somebody talking to him, like, in a whisper. And then he comes over with three th yellow papers, like like a highlighter. Three yellow papers. And he's like, well, we didn't do it because we've been waiting on your approval. And by the way, this was at the last minute. And because I didn't get these files that I needed until... And I had to leave the next morning. And I was like, <gasps> okay. Approval for what? I said, I called. I can read another... For the rush fee. I said, what do you mean rush fee? They said, well, because you requested same day service, there's a $50 rush fee. Mm -hmm. I about lost my mind. A, even if it was for my own personal project out of principle, I'm not paying that money. This is for a nonprofit. I can't make that decision to pay yes. that money. That's a lot of money, $50. Yes. I was about to blow a gasket. And then again, I'm like, are you kidding? I didn't curse. I said, are you kidding me? I go like this. I go, there's no one in here. I don't hear any of your machines running. Not to and be they rude. Have but I called know you. You have a I rush said, order and they couldn't call you. Uh-huh. And I didn't request rush. There's nothing in there indicating it. She goes, oh, yeah, it's great. She goes, we're not busy. Go ahead and send it over. We'll get started on it right now. So $50, I was raising hell. And they're like, well, we implemented that policy uh, in June of last year. I said, really? And then they pulled out a thing from under the desk and put it down. And then I started laughing. I go, you've got to be kidding me. I said, I've been getting all of my printing here for the last several years and multiple times since last June. This has never been brought to my attention. I've always sent your stuff and gotten a message saying it's ready, being like, oh, great. And you are now going to try to pull this and pull something out that's hidden. You don't have it posted hidden. anywhere in yeah. here. And tell me that there's a $50 rush fee. I said, forget it. I do not want it, and I will be back here tomorrow. What time do you open? 10? Awesome. I'm already supposed to be leaving town by then. I will be here waiting for you to unlock that door at 10 a.m. to pick up my stuff. And I walked out. I was... This and was it ready? Talking about it on here. It sure was. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But they're trying to get all the fees that they possibly can anyway. Like, they can get it done in a day, it's but it's an opportunity to make more money. Yes. It's yeah. 
<clears throat> well, and you also say, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. Specifically with FedEx, um, I was going to go to them for our stickers. So when you and I traveled mm-hmm. to Pennsylvania, we realized, oh, my God, we don't have any stickers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not that anybody's begging us for them, but it's just nice to have, you know. And so um, so I was going to go to FedEx because there's one close to me. And I thought, yeah, they're quick. Right. I'll just run right over. So I went to their website to put in an order. And I got to tell you, their How website much? was so confusing. I couldn't uh-huh. even find stickers. And I know for a fact they make stickers. It's horrible. And I spent 25 minutes on that website. Now, they make a ton of money. You can't update your website so that it's easily, you know. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I could just walk over there. But I have to admit that I was like, every time I walk in there, no one looks at me. I have to say, no. excuse me. So I found another printer online that had them ready in less than 24 hours with no extra yes. fee. Right. And they Sometimes were ready the, when they were it got picked up. It's crazy. Yeah. In fact, I missed picking them up, and poor Alan had to go pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Alan. Like, I'm I, yelling because yeah, he's in another you, country Alan. and he can't hear me. He's in another country. I can laugh and scream as loud as I want right now. He's in Canada. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, I would have gotten about three text messages thus far. Yes, already. Yes, <laughs> hilarious. Well, I'm sorry that that happened. And, yes, I do think that businesses are just looking for every way possible. Yes. To to get as many pennies as they can out of you, mm-hmm. whether it makes sense or not. You know, like you said, they weren't even doing anything. No. They just want that extra $50. Exactly. It sucks. It sucks. Boy. Mm-hmm. Not my fault. Well, Jessica. Yeah, well, but that's the thing. I think most people don't stand up, don't say anything. Right. They just go, oh, okay. You know, and that's I didn't why. I to. You have to because, in unfortunately, I think this is such an ugly quality, but in our country, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's why Karens exist because we're being, you know, taken advantage of at so many different levels that sometimes people just start snapping. Now, when we're talking about racist people and stuff, that's a whole other ballgame. But, like, I've seen, I've seen, you know, women with children who just are trying to hold on to their children, and the clerks are so hateful to them. And it's like, you may not want to have children, so you don't understand what this woman's going through. But you don't need to persecute her for that. Mm. This is her life choice. You're a human. Get over it, because that child's not leaving with you. So get over it and be kind in the moment, okay? okay. It's just like insanity to me. Um, I, I, I don't want to like pick on younger people, but there is a certain generation of younger people. Some of them are related to me who you ask them what they want to do and they say, I want to be famous. Well, I've been trying that for 20 years. It ain't that easy. <laughs> <laughs> What and else you, you got? What else that. you got in your bag? You know, like there's yeah. just this sense of I don't want to work for a company. Now, I will say our nation has made it that way. Companies do not treat us well. That's why all, you know, Britain and everywhere else is like, what do you mean you don't get holiday? What do you mean you take personal sick days to go to your kid's graduation? What do you mean you don't have health care? 
what do you mean yeah. you have a certain number of times that an episode you recorded can play and then it doesn't count to your health insurance anymore, even though it's your face, your voice that they're making money off of. That might be a personal one, but we are taking advantage of in so many different ways. That's why people snap. I've said, you know, they're in my hometown and the outskirts of it. Poverty is an issue and it's causing rage. Yeah. Rage. You don't treat somebody well and you take advantage. It causes rage. And I think that's very clear in our country at the moment. Mm-hmm. Not that we're a political podcast, but you know. Oof. Yes. I think we need a cleansing breath. I think we do. This is a staple of our show. We like to get out all of the anger, all of the angsty feelings. Sometimes it's silly, sometimes it's real. FedEx. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get it all out. We take a deep breath in, blow out all of that horrible feeling, let our bodies relax, and then we fill up with some laughter and good news and charity organizations. So if you can scream it out, do. If not, at least take this moment to take a breath. You'll feel better, I promise. There's science and stuff, but I'm just not a scientist. Okay, ready? (laughs) Take a deep breath in. And... Mmm, Jessica said. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm up for corners first, right? Yes. Okay, so this one's kind of hard to read, so bear with me if I get lost. I'll try to edit to the best of my ability. I have an excuse me corner. <laughs> German surgeon fired after asking hospital cleaner to assist in amputation. Oh, seems like a good reason to get fired. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Danielle, I can't wait to hear your two cents. (laughs) When the patient became restless, the doctor reportedly asked a nearby cleaner to hold the man's leg and pass surgical instruments, despite having no medical experience. Okay, but I have so many questions. Okay, this is from Berlin AP. Officials at a hospital in Western Germany have expressed regret. (laughs) Well, okay. can't. After it emerged that one of their surgeons got a cleaner to assist in a toe amputation. I mean, toes are dirty, so I kind of get it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Public broadcaster SWR reported Friday that the incident at the Mainz University Hospital, which happened in 2020, didn't result in any complications to the patient, but the doctor has since been fired. Yeah, that's just a thank God moment. (laughs) Nothing got complicated. The hospital's chief executive said the surgeon wrongly decided to go ahead with the routine procedure, even though no qualified assistant was available. Yeah, why do you start a surgery if you got no one to help you? When the patient, who received a local anesthetic, became rest... Oh, God. Just a local? For an amputation. Became restless. The doctor asked a nearby cleaner to hold the man's leg. I thought he meant hold it so it wasn't, like, turning as he saw it or something. I didn't realize this person was awake and being like, oh, down. my God, this is horrible. Yeah. Hold the man's leg and pass surgical instruments. Okay. The paper reported that the cleaner had no medical experience. The incident came to light after a hospital manager spotted the cleaner bloody gauze pads in hand in the operating theater. Uh, Quote, this should never have happened. That's the end of the article. I know. <laughs> this 
it's this like, shouldn't have happened. No kidding. Moving on. Like that doctor had to have been drunk. Am I right? Something. It's so crazy in every sense. Also, when it said and having him pass the instruments, my mother was a scrub nurse. That is, she went back to school. She was already a nurse. She went back to school when I was in high school and got certified as a scrub tech nurse, meaning she went in for surgeries and they're like scalpel and you know the scalpel yes. they need for this. Yes. You have to be sterile, scrubbed yes. in like the surgeons and know your shit. And also what? Your patient, your patients should be unconscious. Want me to tell you something that's going to make your head spin off? Do you notice now, uh, I don't know if you noticed this with your dad or if you would even have seen this, but they mark in like, I mark like a Sharpie on whatever area is being operated. Like, Oh yeah, that's were... always happened to me when I've had so surgery. They always draw on me. They do that so that there's no mistake. And you think, how can there be a mistake? My mom was in a hospital where they amputated the wrong leg. Oh God. Yeah. Well, one time I was so in the hospital So that person with... now has no legs. Yeah. When I was in the hospital with my grandpa, grandpa once, my grandma was sitting with him and I was sitting with her and I was mm -hmm. in high school and there was an empty bed beside us and I had fallen asleep in it. And the nurse came in and started to give me my grandpa's medication. And my grandma was like, no, 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 no. She's not a patient. I was asleep. Not checking your arm, which they're supposed no. to be checking. Yep, Dana Powell. Also, I was in clothes, not a hospital gown. <laughs> it's frightening. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's frightening. What is that they say? There's a, uh, there in every class. There's a D. There's we may be getting D doctors and nurses out here. Oh, God, I hope not. Well, holy cow! No. All right, you're up next. Yeah, this is uh, one of your favorite corners, Dana. A weirdo of the week. You're weird. You're so very weird. Why must you bring your weirdness here? Ben Hooper from UPI. The annual Cooper's Hill cheese rolling race in England. <laughs> I saw video. It's I amazing. And why did we it's never insane. know about it? I have known why about have it, but never I think known about it? it's, oh, you have? I've have. Yes. But to, in my mind, it falls into the same category as running with the bulls. No, thank you. The, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Let's see. Uh, this race is in England featured the winner of one round getting knocked unconscious and only learning of her victory when she woke up in a medical tent. Yeah. Okay. I would imagine. <laughs> the annual event in Brockworth near Gloucester featured multiple rounds of racers stumbling down the steep Cooper's Hill to chase a simulated wheel of double Gloucester cheese to earn a real wheel of cheese as a prize. Yep. So risk, you know, breaking your neck, bones, I don't know, yes. paralysis. People get seriously hurt. People get seriously hurt. For free cheese. Yeah, because they are Not running a lifetime straight. supply. 
one wheel. They run straight down a hill. And of course, you it's know, you're going to fall. And then they tumble. Yes. Yeah. They tumble. Yes. Like and a rag doll. Yes. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Delaney Irving, 19, who traveled from Canada. Blame Canada. To participate <laughs> in the cheese chase ran in a woman-only round and didn't discover she had won the race until she woke up in the tent. A video yeah, shows they have different hearing... levels. They have different <laughs> levels. So there's a children's, there's a young men's, they're all different age groups. Unreal. Children. Children. I guess it makes it more fair. That's really not okay for the kids. A video shows Irving nearing the bottom of the hill when she trips and tumbles unconscious across the finish line so she wasn't even awake when she crossed no. it no. <laughs> That's awful. other other big winners of the day include matt krola 28 of manchester and ryoya minami of japan japan none yeah, of the people him. went from around the world people come from all over the world i the saw that guy of- and he was still walking I couldn't believe it. he was. He like walked to get his cheese wheel. <laughs> the unusual local sport has a history stretching back at least to 1826, but local legend claims it began as early as the mid 17th century. Yeah, the Cooper Hills Wake, time. Wake being a local word for festival, formerly featured cheese rolling alongside other events, including wrestling matches. And shin kicking competition. No, no what is what? this? The Simpsons. <laughs> or those idiots that slap each other? Have you seen the yes, slapping competition? Slap fights. Yes. I saw a dude get me. his jaw dislocated. Yeah, they get knocked unconscious frequently. It's not okay. I that I don't. I, I've never wanted to do something for fun that would hurt me. Like my or dad is like else. he's a thrill seeker. My dad had an ultralight growing up and the wind kicked up one day and blew him through a barbed wire fence. He had holes in his belly. We were like, that's it, right? Yeah. He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, moving on to the gyrocopter. Yes. Uh-huh. He's is that what always... it's called? His gyroscope? Yes. Gyrocopter. <laughs> that man is not afraid. No. He rides dirt bikes and helicopters yes. and uh, he just went on a float trip this weekend. I saw my family, all of them in their float trip. My dad in his little bucket hat. What is he? Superman. Trip? I'm sorry. What? What? What's what happening right mean? now? What are you talking about? You're not pulling my leg. I'm not. If you tell me your father put on one of those sugar glider costumes and leapt off an embankment somewhere in Missouri, then my eyes are going to evolve from my head right now. What? No. It's where you get in rafts and you float down a river. You start at one point, you end at another. and It's like whitewater rafting, except you, hopefully they didn't have any rapids. I'd be mad if they took my I dad out in the rafts. <laughs> Of There's course, I know how to float. Trips. Of well, course, and you also you put don't... a cooler in one of them. You can drag a cooler floating with your beer down the river. We did that. Call that shooting the hooch down the Chattahoochee River. I'm sorry, river. what? Shooting the hooch. 
And you, you know, I went to garner. Chattahoochee High School way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie I know that song. Yeah, shoot uh, the hooch. It does that not means go down take the away river. from Jessica. Make your mouth stop. It does not at all explain. Like you think that I should be able to garner from shooting the hooch that that's a float trip when I used the words float and trip and you didn't understand what that meant that's actually what you do you don't shoot any hooches while you're floating on that river there right. ain't no guns you ain't fisting anybody i don't know what shooting the hooch means okay floating okay. i got gotcha. i literally pictured i'm like maybe your dad went down to visit Denise and he went to sky zone with his nephews and was like and they're pushing him up, floating with that blast of air to pretend like he's skydiving without having to jump out of a plane. And That's I'm like, where he did that? It's a lot of explanation, a huge long journey for two simple words like float trip. <laughs> we also just call it tubin. Yeah, we Actually, call it tubin if you're tubin if you're in a in tube. Getting pulled by a speedboat in a lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. that too. Sure, sure. That's too. But tubing. you're in a tube. You're in a in a tire tube. Yeah. So it's related to the name instead of shooting hoochies. Well, shoot the sip. You got the Mississippi River. Shoot the sip. That's a real thing. No, I'm making it up right now so you can yeah. feel included. Well, I don't feel like quite do you have an, Do you have another river running through Missouri other than the yeah. Mississippi? Well, yes, the Missouri River. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. Is it like a lazy river and it just goes around St. Louis? No, ma'am. Those are at water parks. What do you think this is? Six Flags water tubes? Maybe. You got no, Silver Spring, Silver Dollar Festival. City. Silver Show Dollar City. Show your respect. Show respect. Silver Dollar City, ma'am. <laughs> Listen, those people I want are to go out there, there in all kinds of heat with their prairie dresses on, frying pork rinds. Got to respect it. <laughs> sign me up. I really? Sign up. They didn't want me a member. It's, it hurts my heart. Okay, uh, wait. <laughs> Shirks. Should we move on into should we move on into our raves? I guess we should. I definitely just want to go on record as saying I am never going to hurl my body down a hill for a block of cheese. I'll go buy it. I would do it for a certified stamped with an awl. You know, like a leather awl, like one of those yeah, little yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, of Parmigiano Reggiano, Pecorino Romano, or okay. Grana Padano. They cost fifteen hundred a wheel. Uh-huh. I could chip off that and eat it for the next year and nothing else. Now that I'd be willing to do a tumble for. Well, I have broken enough bones in my life that I can fully say that for a wheel of no 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 I no 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 be doing it. What if it was for a lifetime supply of Velveeta and Rotel peppers so you could make that famous dip that I lived on in college? That crack dip? Listen, uh-huh. I love that stuff too, but you know what I love more? My bones being in one piece. 
you get 57 screws in your arms and let the bones die and let them dig them out and see how many times you want to hurl yourself even a foot. <laughs> Is it 57 pieces of hardware you have in you? Not anymore. They had to pull it all out when all the bones well, died did. and the screws were collapsing in on themselves. So now I Did have, you reject like, the hardware? No, it just wasn't put in well. It just... Oh, shit. Yeah. That's another thing. Why haven't they advanced that yet? It's like all these things that have the technology. Like my second doctor who did amazing things for me worked at Cedar sinai The first uh, doctor who emergencyed me worked at Van Nuys Hospital. So I think there's uh, a disparity in income that has to do yes. with that sort of thing. And I wanted uh, to sue and my husband doesn't like fighting. <laughs> I was like, you might, if it was your arm. I've never been through so much okay. pain in my life. Having a baby no, was a breeze horrific. compared to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, my God, I remember when that happened to you. Like, I love so roller skating, and I'm not a terrible roller skater, but I'm, I have sworn I'll never roller skate again in my life because I cannot handle breaking another bone. I've broken <sighs> so many bones. That I I lately have been saying that's why you know I've always struggled with my weight. Well, God made me that way so I wouldn't break a bone every day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we got to give her some bounce because oof, she's gonna have a tough road ahead with them baby bird bones. Maybe we could get you some knee and elbow pads because I passed by it today on the way home. That vintage roller rink in Glendale, the Moonlight I Rink. I really want to go. All now. of our friends go. I know. All of our friends go. I they play good go. music. I know. I mean, maybe they would let me get some of those, you know, those mop slippers that you put on your feet. We used to make fun of my yes. mom for it. Maybe I could just get out there and just go, sk, 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 and mop the floor for y'all. <laughs> You would get knocked right on over by some creep coming around that has his own skates or her. Well, that's because I did have a friend an, who was rich. She was the only one with her own skates. We all had to rent those everybody, nasty, yes. stinky ones. Everybody had the friend who had the white, I mean, white uh -uh. roller Hers skates. Hers were black with, the, with white. Oh, that's cool. We had the girl who had the. They almost look like ice skating boots. Yes. Pink wheels. And we yes. all had to wear Did those brown pom -poms stinky. pom-poms too? Yes. Yes. Pom-poms on the laces at the top. Yep. So Oh, can you hear our jealousy? Our jealousy is so yes. thick we could lick it up with a spoon right now. <laughs> Take me back to when I sat outside for eight hours with my friend Carla Shelton with our lemonade stand, we made enough money all in change to get our own rentals at the rink. I think at the time it was like a buck 50, got you two hours of skating and skate rental. And then we could get a slice of pizza and a soda at the snack bar. Man, we thought we were the coolest, most mature, independent ladies at eight years old with our parents dropping oh. us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, I love that memory. Can I adopt that? Because don't take me back to the end of night skate that's for couples only while Dana oh. has to get off the floor and sit on the bleachers 
hmm, a couple of times thinking maybe somebody will ask her, but then realizing that's not her lot in life. So she just gets off the floor before the second to the last song is over and starts untying them skates because, girl, it ain't gonna happen. And guess what, Jessica? Here's the moral to the story. It didn't happen. I had my wits about me. (laughs) Ma'am, I never couple skated. Not once. Mm -mm. You know, when I was on the rink, one time and one time only, when the sign for all skate flashed. Yes. I couldn't even do, uh, you could couple skate or skate backwards. Nope. I didn't have those skills either. Skate backwards or race. Where one friend crouched down with one leg out, like hunkered down. And you shot each other forward. You had to hold onto their back and push them. Yeah, no. I tried. I think you know how well that went. <laughs> I don't know. You were I a dancer. Not. You may have had some skills. I have no rhythm or coordination. I was great at rowing. That was my sport that I excelled at. Everything else, not so Rowing? What kind of yeah, rich I was on the crew school team. did you go to? <laughs> Uh, it wasn't at my school. I was the only Jew on the St. Andrew's rowing team that was Ooh. part of the Catholic Church in my area. Yes. Wow. Uh, and the there was actually the Atlanta Rowing Club where at the Chattahoochee River Nature Center. They had Did you go down there and shoot that hooch? I shot the hooch and a lot of other rivers in the regatta. Augusta, Georgia, Knoxville, Tennessee, Clemson, South Carolina. We traveled all around the Southeast competing. Are you kidding? You've never seen, I haven't ever showed you all my pictures from my rowing days. I haven't even shown Kristen Marie. She knows I love it when our friend sends us pictures of her days coaching rowing. I love it. Oh, and my sister-in-law rowed for... Cambridge because she's brilliant and a scholar and uh, very successful and just finished her second degree (laughs) and she goes back for a reunion with her rowing team like I think it's awesome every couple of years they all meet back um, in England and have like a major reunion I think it's so cool yeah it sounds fancy my family just built (laughs) doom buggies in our garage and then we shot them up the side of the highway see if we could make it to the top Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it is. We got to move on. We got to move on. <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. To roller skate again. Oh, okay. to skate. Well, my rave this week is the LA Parks Foundation. You can find them at laparksfoundation.org. Parks are an essential component of what constitutes a great city. The Los Angeles Park Foundation's mission to enhance, expand, preserve, and promote public recreation parks and open space for the diverse people of Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Parks Foundation raises funds for projects and programs of all sizes throughout our city parks. Whether it's a building, state-of-the-art archery range, or placing donated benches beneath shady trees, the LA Parks Foundation continues to expand its role with private funding to support our city parks. Our signature initiative include our Los Angeles Park Forest, Adopt-A-Park, Friends of the Park, and Donate-A-Bench programs. Sustainability is one of their, I guess some of these are listed in bold, so it's like Mm -hmm. what they give to the community, correct? Mm -hmm. So sustainability, support our city park's role in water conservation, air quality improvement, wildlife habitat preservation, and sustainability. 
They also work for preservation, protect and enhance the beauty, historical value, and cultural relevance of our city parks for all Angelinos to enjoy. Access, create opportunities for recreation and park enjoyment that are affordable, available, and generally within a 10-minute walk in all neighborhoods and communities across L.A. Community, expand the role of city parks as a vibrant center of community and urban life for all. Ensure that city parks, facilities, programs are provided throughout Los Angeles for both residents, visitors, regardless of age, gender, income, race, ethnicity, or ability, and shelter. Recognize and support our city parks' role for sheltering and relief during emergencies such as pandemics, fires, and earthquakes, and support both victims and park services in times of crisis. Uh, so again, that's LA Parks Foundation. Wherever you live, you have a Parks Foundation mm-hmm. for sure. Otherwise, the show Parks and Rec wouldn't exist. So right. <laughs> wherever <laughs> this is, this is specific to LA, obviously. But wherever you are, seek out your Parks Foundation. See if there's a way you mm-hmm. want to <clears throat> volunteer. Things that you haven't been taking advantage of that exist and you didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Just look into it. I will say, as a mommy formerly of a tiny one um parks sometimes and as a nanny before i even had a child Mm -hmm. sometimes parks are the only way that people can get out in nature and have some peace and calm or a way to distract their kids or even you know my kids older now and for memorial day my you know dan tipton and me and my son we went to the park up here yeah. And rented a little swan and went out onto the lake Aww, in our swan. And I played fun. music from my phone. Like we had a little boom box and, you know, it was just a blast. And the park was packed. People need I these areas. That. They really do feed yes. our community. I really love it. So support your local totally. park foundations. Absolutely. And they have great activities that sometimes, again, I'm always like, why didn't it occur to me to look and see if they have various things? So like Alan's really into archery and there's mm-hmm. multiple parks. There's an archery range near you. There, yeah, it's yeah. part of the city. It's maintained through city funding and our tax dollars and all that. So there's incredible things. Some of these parks also on a one weekend might be like, come from 10 to one for a photography class or watercolor yeah. painting. Or a yoga, There's a all... free yoga yes. uh, experience and things like that. It's great. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love it. it. I love going with friends with their kids to the park because I Me too. love the park. <laughs> I know, I love it. And the ducks and the fish and I mean, it's awesome. Yes. All righty. <laughs> this rave is... Hobie is the acronym, which mm-hmm. wasn't that the Hoff's son's name on Baywatch? I do not know. That does not like the uh, live rent free in my sale. brain. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it was. Okay. So this is uh, Hobie spelt H-O-B-Y. The Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Foundation. You can find them at H-O-B-Y.org. Their mission is to inspire and develop our global community of youth and volunteers to a life dedicated to leadership, service, and innovation. More than five decades, Hobie, Hobie, Hobie has inspired young people to make a difference and become catalysts for positive change in their home, school, workplace, and community. As America's foremost, I can't 
talk right today. As America's foremost youth leadership organization, Hobie has a long history of successfully motivating young people to develop into outstanding leaders. Much of the work at Hobie involves young people exploring and identifying their unique skills. Every student is different, and there is no attempt to impart a predefined set of attributes onto Hobie participants. That rung out to me more than anything when I was reading about them. I love that. Not trying to pigeonhole or put people in a box. It's like, oh, this is how this person works, or this is how they excel. Let's yes. foster that instead of yes. trying to squash it and change them. Yes. Ah. Uh, I need to keep myself on track so I don't start ranting during a rave. <laughs> um, where am I? We stress self-knowledge, uniqueness, and authenticity, not conformity. Students learn to mobilize their own unique traits and are exposed to particular leadership principles that they can explore and incorporate in a fashion that is true to their own personality. Some of these include consciousness of self, values, emotions, and beliefs that motivate you to take action, behaving with consistency, genuineness, and honesty toward others. What a concept these days, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Personal commitment as energy that drives the collective effort. Collaboration, empowering others and self through trust. Common purpose, working with shared aims and values. Collective analysis of issues at hand and tasks to be undertaken. Maintaining civility in light of differences in viewpoint. Conflict resolution, creating a group consensus. Consciousness, conscientious citizenship, thinking critically about societal issues. And last but not least, service as a way to become an effective, active citizen in their community. Man, uh, I, I think everyone things. needs some Hobie in their life. I think so too. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was listening to those things as you were reading them off. And I was thinking to myself, these are things that we should be learning at home. And I, yes. I, I feel like I'm lucky. I feel like I did learn a lot of that mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's interesting not to take over your rave. I just want to add no. to it. Um, I had told you that I recently found Soft White Underbelly on YouTube, which mm -hmm. is a documentary channel. There's a um, man who was a professional photographer, corporate for all of, mm -hmm. all of his career. And then he decided he wanted to give back more. And so he interviews different types of people, a lot of times in Los Angeles, but he will travel. Um, <clears throat> and it's interesting to me, he has different playlists. So he profiles um, people who have drug addiction, and then there's some who are mm -hmm. sex workers and things like that. And I, you know, in listening to so many, because you guys know me, I binge when I get into something. <laughs> I just mm -hmm. consume as much as I can. And I'm realizing how lucky I was in a lot of ways to come from an unbroken home. I think that as the years go by, we're going to start seeing the repercussions of not having two parents to help with these lessons. Basically, what I'm saying is those are kinds of things we need to be learning in the home. But when you have single parent situations, there's too much other else that they have to focus on. You know what I mean? Like my mom grew up in a single parent home and she always said, you know, I didn't learn how to become a good housekeeper because it was easier for my mom to do it. It was faster. 
for her to just get it done. So there was no teaching involved. And I think Mm -hmm. that that expands to so many other different areas in life that there's not the time, there's not the resources. Single parents are having to work multiple jobs. Who raises the children? You know, so many different things that come into that, that these quintessential necessary life lessons are not being learned at home in 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 the youth and i think that that's becoming very apparent you know i it's funny i teeter totter week to week some of our young people are doing things that we never would have dreamed of they're making mm-hmm. a difference they're making change they're making their voices heard and then there are others who are just so lost yeah. and so it's interesting i love all of those things that they're mm-hmm. addressing i wish yeah, that it's a those great things- organization yes i wish that people had the time and ability and knowledge to address those things at home when we're young. Mm-hmm. That's all I had to say. Me too. Oh, you're done? Yeah. Okay, well, you have to let me know that. You can't just stare at me like I said something stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> you Hilarious. should have been like, Dana, I think that's our show. No. <laughs> I've said it. I can't. <laughs> well, Jessica, I think that's our show. I think it is. Do you have anything that you've been watching or need to talk about? Yes. I think I've yes. never mentioned this show before. <laughs> I am begging you if you have, as I roll my eyes, Max, now that it's officially Max. Max. Can you please watch the show, Somebody Somewhere? It is so good. I literally screamed. I was so happy. It just got, uh, well, we'll see when it comes out now because of the strike, but it got uh, greenlit for a third season. It is so simple. And I don't mean simple as like simple and neat, but just there's no frills. It's a slice of life. And I, I find that so refreshing. The writing is so, so good. And I don't know, just if you're looking for something that is heartfelt and about, uh, you know, dealing with family issues, dealing with friendships and issues that come with that and our own mortality and everything else, it's a really incredible show. The cast is phenomenal. Um, I know you've probably worked with or know some of the people in it because I'm like, oh, that person's... And then I looked them up. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. It's great. Somebody somewhere. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, please check it out. Okay. I don't think I've heard yeah. of that. I think you'd love it. It's really good. Well, cool. But you might be bored uh-huh. with it because okay. you love your crime shows. I recommended it to another friend and they're like, I don't like that. I like... I like crime and mystery. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. I like all kinds of different things. I um, know. I would say soft white underbelly is not crime and mystery. It's more um, total just uh, different human types interest. of people, human experience. Yeah. And, and I yes. think that listening to other people's stories that just blow my mind, I think can help me be more accepting and understanding of people, whatever. I'm trying to grow from it. Um, because yeah. it's, it's some of it's sad, some of it's empowering, some of it makes me realize how incredibly lucky I've been, and sure. it's interesting. 
but um he i know he tries to help a lot of those people which i really really love and yes it's fascinating but anyway usually i like totally. to leave us with a point to ponder and i do have a point for you to ponder um but it's more of a story and it's a little more on a serious note um mm. a lot of you know you know jessica and i are at that age where our you know our generation is starting to lose their parents their health struggles i've already lost my mama um my you know we have in a few days here an upcoming uh surgery for my father which i haven't talked about much because i'm not wanting to bring energy to it we're just going to get through mm -hmm, it and move mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. any prayers or good thoughts or whatever you believe in always welcome uh <laughs> Yep. But something happened today. So Dan Tipton uh, took a trip home. Um, fortunately, not necessarily a pleasure trip to check mm -hmm. in on his parents. Um, there's, you know, it's not a secret anymore. Not that it ever was, but we were, you know, not really supposed to talk about it. But my mother-in-law has dementia very, very severely. And she's uh, run away from the home several times. And so we're trying to get some things settled where they will be put in a safer place, you know. I guess my point is I want to say to those of us around our age, our generation, who are kind of next up for that, um, really try to be prepared for that, and especially if you have children, because the weight that is on Dan Tipton and, and my sister-in-law is so painful, and it's so big. It's to the point that they will be leaving the home that they've been in since my husband was two, I think. Um, nothing is packed up, nothing is ready. And so that falls to the shoulders of the children. And my husband, that means that he's probably not going to get to spend a lot of time with his own son this summer. Um, my sister-in-law, there are health issues with her husband that she's already battling and she has two teenagers. And this is not a complaint. It's just that I would say eight to 10 years ago, we all started speaking to them when we knew this was on the horizon. When there were um, diagnoses made, uh, that's the time you have to start working towards that. Now, um, it is what it is. We love them with all of our hearts, and we will do everything we can to make sure that they're safe and well. Right. Um, that is made more difficult when there's been no preparation, um, and it puts your children in a bind. Um, yeah. And you don't realize this, but you will not be yourself when it is too late. You will not understand what's happening. You will think that mm -hmm. your children are putting you out to pasture and stealing from you. You will think mm -hmm. that we're trying to make you die. And you can avoid all of this by being prepared for it so your children don't have to step in and take it. Now, yeah. I want to add to that something else that happened just today right before we recorded and this is the part I want you guys to think about so that you never fall victim because it happens too much so um Dan Tipton was uh with his father and the phone rang and it was not a familiar number and he picked it up and this person said that they were Dan Tipton and that they had been in a bad car wreck and mm -hmm. needed money and uh, it went on for so long where my father-in-law said, you don't sound like my son. And this person came up. He said, tell me my son's wife's name. And they didn't have it, of course, because I try to keep the internet cleared of me. It's almost impossible, but I try. Um, <clears throat> but then he rattled off my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, and then my name as acquaintances. 
So that information is all widely available about all of us on the internet. So yeah. if you want to do a search the way I, I try to once a year clean the internet of my name. So you may want to do that too. Um, they said, let me call you back. So, um, cause they were getting account numbers where money could be wired. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when they called back, Dan Tipton answered and pretended to be his father. And long story short, it came down to, he eventually said, look, we know that this is a scam. You are not Daniel Tipton. I am, you know, <laughs> he didn't say that, but um, it was very interesting and painful because had Dan not been there, it would have been very scary for his father to think that his son was in a bad accident. And I of only course. bring that up because I hope you all remember three weeks ago, a woman got a phone call that was her daughter's voice saying, help me. And they said they had kidnapped her. Now, unbeknownst to the mother in that moment, the girl was fine and someone had AI copied her voice. So that is for me to say to you and to also to any elderly people that you love, know that do not ever give money up over the phone. Maybe have a code ever. word. We, we instituted today that our entire family will have a code word so that there, mm -hmm. if, our, if there are ever calls, we'll say, okay, wonderful. We have a code word. What is that? You may yeah. want to institute something like that and don't necessarily believe it if, if your loved ones, if it is your loved one's voice, because I have a software where I can copy my voice and That's anyone so can get it and anyone can get your voice. So please, mm -hmm. please, please be aware. Take care of your elderly loved ones. Yes, be involved. Yes, yes, yes. Know what's going on. And for yourself, prepare. Yes, mortality yeah. is hard to face, but it's coming. It's coming. Mm -hmm. So make it easier on yourself and your loved ones so that you're not scared, so that you're not sad, so that it's not um, silver alerts and hounds and yeah. drones. Okay? And then also I want to say if you have loved ones who are ill, don't forget to keep making memories. Make some good memories. Take those pictures, okay? Yes, yep. we're, we're winding down on our time. All the more reason to make it as special as you can. Absolutely. So that's all I have Thank to say, Jessica. Of course. I love you very much. I'm so proud of you and all the work you've done the last week. Ah, you're so And sweet. I hope that both of us can get a little rest. <laughs> yes. But no rest for the wicked. Happen. No rest for the wicked. <laughs> but seriously, congrats to you, my lady. And Thank you. Uh, you know, I just. I loved your dad before I even met him. And now that I had the pleasure of meeting him, he will be in my heart and on my mind. And uh, I know the same for Alan, who I think would like to take a trip just to hang out with your dad for a week. No, he many, many men feel that way. Yes, many men feel that way. And my dad is always like, tell him, come on. Tell him, come on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, lady. We'll be back next week. Indeed. Bye. Bye-bye.